Hey guys, I'm Megan Pistetto. Welcome to another episode of So Dramatic, a special bonus episode of So Dramatic. It's the tea you've all been waiting for, Jamie Doran's response to the shocking claims that Narenga made about him on this podcast a couple of weeks ago. If you have been living under a rock and you missed the drama, please catch up before proceeding past this point. Go back and listen to the episode with Narenga first and then come back and listen to this one after. Before we get into this explosive episode, subscribe if you haven't already. I do drop the episodes quite randomly, as you know, so make sure you're subscribed and follow on Spotify if you're a Spotify listener so that you don't miss any of the juicy goss and you get it as soon as it drops. Please, if you do enjoy this episode, take a quick second, I swear it will only take a second, to leave a rating and a review. The sassier, the better. Someone left me a review saying that my content is... I think it was juicier than a WAP and honestly life made so <laughs> make it as funny and as sassy as you can make sure you're also following me on instagram at so dramatic podcast underscore at so dramatic media and at megan pistetto and don't forget to join my infamous cult also known as the facebook community that's at so dramatic podcast when you search in groups there is honestly tea being spilt in there every single day, and there's quite a few reality stars in there now, including Jamie and Naranga, so you can actually ask them questions firsthand and engage with them direct. So honestly, it's a great group to be in most of the time. It's a lot of fun. We've got episode chats happening every night. They are the best. So much sassy banter. Make sure you're getting involved with that. Guys, I've also got super cool So Dramatic merch available at SoDramaticMedia.com. Check that out as well. Coming up today, just to recap quickly, I feel like we've got to give a little bit of a backstory here before we proceed. I mean, go back and listen to the episode with Naranga first, obviously. So to recap quickly, there was an incident that occurred on Boxing Day between a number of The Bachelor boys from various seasons, and it ended with a physical altercation, a string of abusive and threatening messages from Jamie to Naranga. I've posted them at so dramatic podcast underscore on Instagram. Go and check them out if you haven't already. They're quite shocking. And then after the messages were sent, Naranga kicked Jamie out of his house. So Naranga came on the podcast and explained in detail what happened that day and afterwards. And he shared the explosive text messages in that episode that Jamie had sent him following the altercation. Now, I did give Jamie a chance to tell his version of events on the same episode, and that was so neither of them had a chance to, you know, hear what the other person had to say and then respond. I kind of wanted them to both tell their version of events, you know, without any influence from the other person. I wanted to put both sides out there so that you guys could just decide, but Jamie didn't want to do that. He declined. He wanted to wait to see what Naranga had and then respond. So I did um and ah about having him on the podcast. I was kind of like, well, I did give you an opportunity. <laughs> you rejected it. So that ship sailed. But considering how serious the claims made against Jamie were, I felt that I did have to give him an opportunity to tell his version of events, defend himself and basically just comment on the situation. Because as we know, there's always three sides to every story. And in this case, there's Jamie's side, Naranga's side and the truth. So that's what we're going to do today. Give Jamie an opportunity to tell his side of what happened. And then I guess you guys can work out where the bar of truth lies, which side it's closer to. Look at this stage, honestly. I just may as well rename the podcast The Jamie and Naranga Show. These two guys have had so much airtime on this podcast over the last few weeks. So hopefully this is the absolute end of it. Just a warning. It is some real life Jerry Springer shit. So click clack, front and back, buckle up, wear protection, double knot your shoelaces and say your prayers. Say a little prayer for me. And if you're Maria from Wagga Wagga, hold on to your Jats crackers. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. Do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So will you confirm or deny? At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. 
Before I play you my chat with Jamie, I just want to put a quick disclaimer here that this is all Jamie's recollection of events and what he alleges happened. Here's Jamie. I've got Jamie Doran in the studio. We're here under very different circumstances today. I'm not happy about it. I'm not in a good mood, am I? No, no, you're very highly strung. <laughs> yes. Um, so you had a falling out with Naranga as we found out last episode. Shit's hit the fan. Things have gone next level. There was a string of abusive text messages sent to Naranga that we're going to discuss later. Now, not only did this eat into my holiday time, but it's been eating into everyone's time ever since. And look, to be honest, it's really upset me. The whole thing is just not good. Um, so Naranga made some pretty serious claims against you last episode and he did back it all up with, you know, like hard evidence. And some of that included like threats that you'd made to him literally with a paper trail. Like, I feel like you just can't really argue with black and white, but we're going to give you the benefit of the doubt and hear your version of events because I feel like because the claims were so serious, we do need to give you a chance to defend yourself and explain your side of the story of what happened. So what's what's your version of events? Mind you, when, when we're not doing a five-hour interview as well. We've got, we're going to keep it brief today. Well, I want to go back to the beginning and that is that before this argument took place on Boxing Day, I had already given Naranga my two weeks notice. Now, my notice was I was going to move out on the 16th of January because he was doing a lot of things that I wasn't happy about around the apartment. Okay, I want to go right back to the beginning here because before the argument took place on Boxing Day, as you know, we were living together and I sent Naranga a text message and told him that I'm moving out on the 16th of January. So I did the right thing and I gave him my two weeks notice. Now, what I detailed in this text message were things that he was doing around the apartment that were upsetting me. And the first one being that he kept, Marg was living with me at the time, and he kept lifting up Marg's skirt to see her underwear. And he'd do that quite often, and that was upsetting Marg. And because it was his house, we didn't really know how to confront him about that. He was also doing it to Charlie, and I spoke to my other roommate, Stephen, about it. And he said he has got a history of doing this stuff. He did it to one of his friends, girlfriends, a lot in cans. So um, that was one thing. Another was he kept... But why is he still friends with Marg if Marg was so upset that he was doing that? Uh, I feel like they've banded together because I said I just want to be friends with Marg and I asked her to move out and then I blocked her on Instagram and I feel she's now banded with Naranga. But that's something you'd have to ask Marg. Well, I did ask Marg. She said that Naranga was doing it as a joke and that they all walk around naked and like she'll say to Naranga, oh, look how big my bum is. And then- Who walks around naked? Like the girls, like they have their posies on naked or whatever. And then- that's not true. um, She said that you're just twisting it to be something that it's not. So she said, Naranga's a joker. I never had a problem with it. He's always been my mate. Um, the beginning, I didn't know him too well. And Jamie started to feed me info saying, why is Naranga doing that to you and the girls? It's not right. It's sick. And I was like, it's not what you're making it out to be. But he kept trying to make it a big thing because he was jealous of our mucking around and another, and that another male was giving me attention, but like it was only in a joking, friendly way. I never felt uncomfortable. Jamie felt uncomfortable with it, which is I don't, which I don't know why he did. Um, and then Naranga said, "The girls and I get naked in front of each other all the time. They don't see me as a boy, just as a close friend, like all close friends do." So that's what they've said in response to well, that. Yeah, I'm shocked by those claims. Yeah, good on your mugs. Uh, he would also pull down her top so like her boobs would fall out, and she was very uncomfortable. And I guess they're just going on a witch hunt against me now. And she's got to live with saying that, that she didn't have an issue with it because she used to pull me aside in my room and say, why aren't you doing anything about it? You're, you're a man here, do something. He's your mate. And I used to say it's, it's hard because I'm in his house. Um, you've just referenced something else. He used to always walk into our room naked. And yeah, it was funny at the first time. And look, to be honest, if I had a more, I wouldn't be walking around naked, to be honest. But... It made Marg and Rosemary feel uncomfortable and he did it like quite often. And another example was Laura, the one that was on your podcast page sitting on Joey from Beck and Ellie's season. Oh, uh, yeah. Sitting on the his... Gu- yeah, the yeah. girl that Joe's now seeing was seeing. Yep. So sitting on his shoulders at the festival. I was in bed 
lying in bed with her, one of her friends and Naranga one night at a party and Naranga just pulled his out and Laura got up and left the room. She was disgusted. And so I followed her out and she and I actually left the party because she just didn't want to be around him anymore because it was so creepy. So he's got a history of doing this he stuff. He said, okay, he's because I have to. I had to get comment for all of these things before obviously airing them. He said, I was having sex with Laura's friend in her friend's room when Jamie came in with her to try and join in. What the fuck? He knows how to twist shit. This guy, man, I tell you what, he's got to live with like making all of this up. Like he even he even said to Renee the other day that he, when he spoke to you on your podcast last week or whenever it was, that he, what, what was his, what did he quote again? That he stretched the truth. Well, he does it with everything. Here he goes again. Um, okay, next point. <laughs> he was dealing from the apartment to numerous people that I know, at least 15 people that I know. And that made me feel uncomfortable. You know, like if the guy, go to the airport and pay your bills. You know, don't you don't have to be That's- Brisbane's supplier of that's okay. I've asked a few people about this because I knew that you'd brought it up. Who was he dealing to? There's no way I'm going to tell say people's names on here. I just here. feel like, like if you're going to say that, it's that pretty serious. You need to kind of back it up. Well, I know I know and the then, people. I'm not going to sit I here and say I spoke to the them. girls and they. I asked them. I was like, does Narang house? And they said, what the fuck? No. They said, Narang doesn't even do Why would he And they said, he's never in his life and he doesn't even take yeah, okay. Um, bringing people home, banging on the door at 2am. You know, we do that regularly, like people bashing on my room. That little rat, rat scowl Wallace on Beck and Ellie's season, brought him in one night and he was belting on my door. He'd bring people home. Um, so, sorry, when I, when I would be away, like when I'd go away for the weekend, he would have random girls just sleep in my room. Not tell me. My other roommate, Stephen, had to tell me. He goes, you know, you had some girls just sleeping in your room. I've got money lying around, which we'll get said that later. But it is his house, I guess, at the end of the day. Like, I, how I, much? Don't, I don't care if it's his house. I'm renting a room. Rent? Yeah. I, pay, I'm, I was renting $150 a week, and then it went up to $200 when he finally got air conditioning put in the room. So I'm paying $200 a week. I'm renting that room. He doesn't have the right, when I go away, because I couldn't lock the door, that... He has random girls staying in my room and doesn't even tell me. Like, doesn't even tell me later. Yeah, he probably should have asked if he could do that. He's got no respect for me. Um, after Marg moved out, he literally told Marg every girl hooked up with. Like, why do you have to go run and tell Marg? That's bringing her down. It's bringing me down. There's no need to do that. But were you asking him who Marg was hooking up with? No. No. No, that's why I blocked her. I, I didn't want anything to do with... Because I feel that's he would have been in such an awkward position, like being friends with you both, and then you've broken up, and then she, you're probably both asking each other about friends, each other. Friends you know, with us both. In- I don't think the guy was ever a mate of mine, and I'll, I'll get to some of the, the quotes he said later in the media. But no, I, I feel I was purely a boarder at that house. I wasn't a friend of his, and he wasn't really a friend of mine, to be honest. After some of this stuff he's been doing, he would screenshot all my private messages, which now we're getting used to him doing. I have a code. I don't share text messages, but he would screenshot my private messages and he'd send them to Margs and the girls in the group chat, like just feeling hate against me. I, asked, I asked him. He said, no, he didn't do that. He's denied that. <laughs> my, what, I'm just coming, I'm just coming back to you with what he said. He said it's not true. Oh, mate. How's, what, did he, how's, what were the messages he shared? How's this guy sleep at night? When I, we would go to events, like there was this one event. It was a basic babe event in Brisbane. And I said, I don't want those girls coming. It's too much drama. Oh. I don't want Mark there. Screenshots sends it to them. So then I'm getting messages off all of the girls. Why don't you want us at this event? He, he just creates drama. What he likes to do, he likes to start a fire and he likes to sit back and watch it burn. That's what he likes to do. I've worked him out. Fair um, enough. Yeah, he the, probably shouldn't be. Yeah. The constant bullying of Rosemary was disgusting because Rosemary is one of my really Rosemary. close mates. He would constantly bully her. He would name call her. When we'd go out, he would attack her when we would be out. Um, and that's only because Rosemary went and told Shani, Naranga's girlfriend, that Naranga had been hooking up with several girls behind his back. And, and it was true. Like my front door, sorry, the front door of the apartment was next to mine and Marg's room. And we used to watch him just wheeling these girls every night. And then Shani would ask me, is he hooking up with anyone? And I would say, no, like I kind of had his back. And he didn't have my back because when we went to Byron Bay and Margs and I had broken up at that point, he ran to Margs and told her how to threesome in Byron Bay. And I'm like, why would you even do that? Like, you hooked up with a girl in Byron Bay. Shani asked me and I, I actually had you back and said, no, I don't think he did. 
Now, was he with was he with Shani at that stage? Yeah, I don't think they started dating properly officially till Christmas. Look, I don't know what's going on with those two. Now, Shani has slept with me more than once, and she tells me they're in an open relationship. So I don't I don't know what's going on there. I went to Noosa one weekend, and Shani paid two hundred dollars to get an Uber to come up and sleep with me. But what does this have to do with the text messages? Well, like, that's what I'm saying. This mate, has nothing to do with you sending those messages I, I, to Narenga. But I'm saying, well, no, so you're asking me, is he with her or not? And I oh. say, I don't know. She's sleeping with me. Maybe they are in an open relationship. So, But I still don't think it's right that he runs to and tells Marg everything that oh. I do after we're not together anymore. And you're asking what's this to do with the text messages? This is the list I sent him. So I sent him this list with everything I've just detailed just now. I sent him that two weeks before the argument. So we're already on. Okay. So on there was already some tension building before the night in question. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about the night. What actually happened uh, during that bar fight? Uh, okay. So I, I sit down at a table. We all go to, uh, to Mr. Percival's in Brisbane and I sit down at a table and I sit with Sam the Dolphin, Adrian and Harry. James Harry Harris off back in Ellie season. Now, I knew Sam because Sam comes over and has beers with me once a week, mm-hmm. but I didn't know Harry and didn't know Adrian. Adrian says to me, mate, do you live with this Naranga bloke? I said, yeah. He goes, I'm going to have words with him tonight because I'm a bit upset about some of the things he's been saying about me in the media. I said, good on you, mate. Go have a chat to him, right? All of a sudden, I look up, I'm, I'm talking to Harry, and this chat is happening right in front of our table. Naranga and Adrian are chatting. Now, Adrian was very calm, and so was Naranga. It was a very calm chat. I look up again and Naranga has brought all the security guards from Mr. Purcell over. And they said, this guy spat and strangled me. Get him out of here. And I said, Naranga, you can't say that. It never happens, right? You can't say that. Even if you're losing an argument here, you can't say that. So I, I so fo- before that, they'd just been uh, verbally arguing. Yep. Okay. Yep. And not even an argument, like just a conversation. Yeah. Anyway, so I go outside with the both of them and I said, Naranga, look, this guy never spat and strangled you. You can't say that because he's going to get a, a life ban for this. And Adrian lives in Queensland. And, uh, and, and anyway, Naranga stormed, stormed off. And they said, are you telling the truth? The security guards and Mr. Purcell said, go look at the CCTV. They said, okay, we will. So they went and looked at the video footage and they came back and they said, you're right. I'm so sorry about this. Um, he, he didn't strangle and spit on him. So they, they said, because Adrian's been involved in the incident, he has to go. So, so Adrian went and they said, and I said, what happens to this Naranga bloke? And uh, he goes- Naranga bloke, yeah. your friend Naranga. He's, he's not a friend of mine. This guy, I was a boarder at his house Come and I was on, a coke. He took you, he gave you a place to live. Well, he took you in. He was there for you, you when know, you had nowhere to, nowhere to live. No, but he, he wanted me there for clout. No, he didn't. He wanted me there for clout. That's the only reason he ever wanted me in his house. Just, just let me, I'll get to that. Okay. Let, let me just finish this part off though. So Adrian goes off. They say, I'm free to go back in. So, and oh, sorry. And they said, because Naranga uh, has made these huge claims that never happened, they're going to give him a life ban. That's what they told me. So I go back in to, to our group of friends because I, I as um, Naranga said the other day, I organized this event at the races and we all went and I booked Mr. Percival's. They're all in my booth I, I, like, that I booked. So I walk back to my booth. Naranga pushes me and throws a punch at me. And he goes, if you don't get your stuff out of my house before 7 a.m. tomorrow, I'm going to kill you. And I well, go- he said that. Yes. And I said, you're going to be kidding, mate. And he, go, he goes, where's your loyalty to me? And I go, where's my loyalty? I go, you just said that this guy spat and strangled you, which never happened. And where's my loyalty? I go, you've been team Margs ever since she moved out. Like, you, you've never had my back ever. And then, so I left and I went- um, to Fridays and I met someone, but I don't think I want to say her name because she's in the media. But uh, anyway, so I'm at Fridays and I started shooting those messages off and he's writing back. But have you noticed that he's somehow deleted them from the thread? So it looks like I've just sent 20 unreplied messages. He said that he didn't, like that was, he didn't delete any messages, that that was all the messages that were sent that he didn't delete a single one and that he'd replied to you and you kept replying. See, this is hilarious that he he won't read out or, or release his aggressive messages or Margs and Charlie. Have do you, sent- can you release them? Do you have them? To- I It's not... I, I do... There's a code with me and releasing screenshots of private messages is 
breaks my code. I know, but can I just read them so I can say that, yep, okay, I've seen that the message is there just to back you up. No, because you know I delete all my messages. Why do you delete messages? Because we talked about this in Byron Bay because I've had phones stolen before and all of a sudden my private messages are all over the place. I don't know. It's just hard for me to like... Yeah, but I don't... With Narenga saying these are the messages and then that's what I've been sent. And I'm pretty sure Renee... Renee was there on the night and she's witnessed that that was the messages that were being sent. Like, how can I not believe you, but how can I take your word for it when you don't have the messages to prove well, otherwise? That, that's that's fine then. Don't don't verify I'm saying, that it part. It looks bad that like there's just 20, there's probably like 40 messages know, just as, like as, going off. As if I would just keep talking to myself. It, it doesn't make any sense. But look, that's fine. People can believe what they want to believe. A- anyway, so then I-, I go out to Fridays and then I go back to the house and he has changed the locks. So he wouldn't even let me back in. And this is only about midnight. So he wouldn't even let me back into to get my stuff. He wouldn't even let me back access to my room. So the majority of those messages I sent him when I was really fired up, which he failed to say, was after he changed the locks. So, wouldn't you be angry if someone locked you out of your own room? Well, to be like, he said that the messages were sent before the locks were changed and that he had to change the locks because of the messages. And if that's true, if someone was sending me the messages that you sent him, I would have changed the locks. I would have called police, to be honest. No, I was going to call the police because he locked me out of my room. But it's his house. If if he it's he owns the house. If he doesn't feel safe in his own house, he has every right to change the locks. Yeah, but and like to call police. Like I said, those messages were after he changed the lock. Not all of them, not the ones where I'm saying them at Fridays, but after that, there will be a little bit of a gap, and it was after because that's when I said, remember, there's one where I said I'm going to bring the police. That was to gain access to my room. That had nothing to do with him. So you can go look at that in the thread where I talk about the police. That's after I've discovered that the locks have been changed. So you went to the house to try to get in and the lock was changed? Yep. Around about midnight. It was early. So... But you just need to remember it's his house. If he doesn't, if he's get copying messages of you saying that you're going to stomp on his head and physically assault yeah, him, that, no, that's after, why would he let? Why, like, why would he let you into his house that's to stay after there the or get your changed. stuff? Those messages were after the locks were changed. Still, I just don't think you should have sent them at all. It's, there's no excuse. Well, he shouldn't say that he's going to kill me. Did he say that? Yes, though? and threw a punch at me. Can we not realize that this guy was physically violent? I didn't. Is that in the bar? Yep. Push. Did they have the and, footage of that? Yep. So why did they not give him a life ban then? They've told me they have. Because he said he was there the next day. Do you believe anything this guy says? I don't know if he was there or not. Who knows? They told me he's getting a life ban. That's what they told me on the night. You can even ring those guys and ask them. The manager told me he's getting... And apparently he was walking around going, I'm the King Doc of Brisbane. No one can kick me out. And then they kicked him out, which I think is hilarious. But look, what, what I want to talk about as well is... He was never a mate of mine. He threw me out under the bus on this podcast. He was calling me crazy and special and all of this stuff when you were talking about Caitlin, right? Uh, he talked trash about me in the media before The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. And I feel these should have been red flags for me moving in with him. In Fiji, he made many girls feel uncomfortable. I'm not going to say names, but two of them started and one was an intruder. And he made them very uncomfortable. Why did he- they? Why, did they tell producers? I don't know. Oh, they've just told me since the show. Okay. Well, why don't they go to police? I just feel like with this stuff, like if, like, why do people then tell you or tell me? I'm not the police. Like, there were just many red flags with this guy. Uh, the way he was disrespecting Angie in the comments on Instagram was disgusting. Like, I know, mate, you went home first or you went home second on the Bachelorette or what? When do you go? Third night, right? There's no need to attack that girl. She's a beautiful girl. She's just one of the sweetest girls you ever meet in your life. And he was attacking her in the comments on Instagram. It was horrible. You know, so these should have been red flags for me. His charity is a complete smokescreen. Do you know he's done nothing with that charity for over 12 months? That charity, the reason they produced that charity was so he could look good on The Bachelorette. They asked me to do a charity and I said, no, I've got enough stuff going on at the moment. He's never done anything with it, and he still continues to use that as a smokescreen to look good in the media. Okay, I asked him about that, and this is what Narengas said about the charity. He said, 
The charity was put on hold because of COVID. We can't send anything to Sri Lanka due to the restrictions, nor can we go over there. We have raised $6,000 so far, which is enough money for a shipping container with hospital supplies, which we're waiting until customs lets us into Sri Lanka. We posted a charity post and people started asking us why would we raise money for people in Sri Lanka when the local community can't even afford anything due to COVID. So we raised money for a local community and helped them. They made a TV news segment on it for proof. We stopped advertising on socials because we didn't want to receive any backlash due to COVID. So how's that going against anything I just said? This is after The Bachelorette. So this is 18 months ago. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just okay. <laughs> just fine. I'm just telling you what he said in response to that claim. Okay. Just to be fair. Uh, and everything he comes on here and says tells you is a lie. The whole Jake Ricardo incident. Do you know about that? What really happened with the Jake Ricardo incident? Oh, so that was when on the podcast, uh, Naranga said that Jake punched his mate. They had a punch up. Yeah. So the reason Jake punched Naranga's mate was because Naranga's mate was calling Rosemary a <laughs> all night to her face. And Jake stood in and did something about it. Now, I'm not saying it's the right thing to be like Naranga and get physical violent with me like he did at Mr. Percival's, but Jake, enough was enough. And a police officer even witnessed one of the incidents and didn't do anything about it because this Ryan bloke, Naranga's mate, was so out of hand. And Rosemary can back that up. So, you know, Naranga came on the podcast and said, oh, this is kind of weird. Jake Ricardo just randomly punched my mate. And it's like, no, your mate was calling Rosemary a so I'm just sick of his lies all the time. You know the only reason he threw Fraser on the bus was because Shani, the one that's been sleeping with me, Shani was with Fraser before Naranga. That's why he went on this attack of Fraser for so long. Oh, so is she the girl that he was referring to when he said that Fraser had cheated on Ellie? Correct. She's- so Fraser cheated on Ellie with Naranga's now girlfriend? Uh, yes. Shani. Correct. God, this is so incestual. <laughs> Well, apparently they're you guys in. Need o- to look, date other people. Look, apparently they're in an open relationship. That's what she's been telling me, anyway. Um, so, and I got sick of the guy calling the paps all the time. He's so obsessed about getting this blue tick. He's so upset that he doesn't have a blue tick. He's the, he's the only one that doesn't get a blue tick from Bachelor in Paradise. He's obsessed with it. So he calls that little sleazy from the pap all the time from Queensland, the one that was harassing Abby's mum the other day in the car. He caught. He's got him on speed dial. They show up, they'll out, they park, he parks outside our house and everything. Oh Naranga rings him. Margs is all in cahoots with him in this as well. So Margs always tries to kiss me in front of the paps. He called the paps on Charlie before she, what, sorry, why she was on season for Lockie's season. I don't know why they forgive him for all this stuff, to be honest. They said, I asked the girls about the pap stuff and they said that you've tried to organise paps and you were trying to get paps in Byron Bay and that... Um the pap showed them a message that you'd spoken to him as well. So they're like, it's not just us speaking to him. Everyone speaks to him. Everyone calls back, which actually, to be honest, like, look, <laughs> who doesn't call the paps? Like, that's a known thing that I, I think everyone knows that everyone calls the paps these days. I don't call the paps. This guy DMs me like a lot. And sometimes he asks me what event I'm going to and that's it. That's all we so you just reply him. and say what, what event you're going to. Yeah, but Byron Bay, what are they even talking? I don't even. That guy doesn't even come down to New South Wales, so that's not even true. I don't know, even know any paps in Byron Bay. So any, anyway, I don't know what that's all about. Okay, so uh, back to the night. What else happened that night that made you? I mean, there is no excuse to send those text messages. I, in my eyes, I don't think there's any excuse. Those texts were appalling. Threats of violence. Never okay, Jamie. Well, like never okay. Especially- I, hope, I hope you speak to him about throwing a punch at me. That is actually violence. At the bar, he did throw a punch at you. Push me. He admitted he punch. did admit to pushing you, but he, he <laughs> didn't say anything about the punch. Throw a punch and so saying he, he's going to kill me. Why didn't you go to security guards then, though, and say, "Look, this guy's threatened security. Were right, me and security were right on us at that point. They sh- why didn't they kick him out? Why did they kick Adrian they, out? They did kick him out. They kicked him out. He even said that on your podcast. So. <laughs> Also, what I'm not happy about, oh, well, he, he said that he's going to get an army of men to stand outside his house for when, when I come back to retrieve my possessions. Well, no one was there. No one showed up. No one wants to fight these guys' battles for him. And anyway, then he got all my things and he put them out in the foyer. And my, mate, my roommate's girlfriend actually went and got my stuff and took it to her house. And he destroyed everything. All my shirts had like holes in it. So I don't know what he had done. He'd like put them in a bag and then dragged them along the floor because they all had holes like on the shoulder, all my shirts, like in the same spot. 
That's weird. Yeah, like a, like a scuff mark that the letter hot. So he, he dragged him along something. I don't know what he'd done, but my drone, he broke my drone. He broke my Mac computer, my MacBook. There was a lot of money in my room and that's all gone. How much money? $1,000 at least. So he packed your stuff up and put it outside. Yep. Money. And you're claiming there was money, there was the money missing. Money is missing. Also, he told me when we had the verbal argument in Mr. Percival's, I said, well, you owe me two weeks of rent. He said, yeah, I don't care. Get your stuff out by 7 a.m. I'll refund your two weeks of rent to you. He never re- refunded it. So have you asked him to? No, I've blocked him on everything. Are you going to ask him for the money no, back? No, but he, could, he knows my bank account details. Do you think maybe if you asked him or emailed him and asked him, to, he would do it? Yeah, and also the rest of the money that's missing. I asked him about the um, the stuff and he said... I actually got my friends to record me placing Jamie's stuff in bags so I wouldn't get blamed for stealing or destroying anything. I've got a video of that if you want it. Yeah, apparently he put it up on Instagram or Snapchat or something. Tim Hanley told me. Oh, so he actually already put it out there? He put there. it up on Snapchat, I think. I don't have Snapchat. Okay. And what, what did it show him stealing things? Or it just no, showed it, just him showed him, it just showed him putting the stuff in the foyer. It was in, in apparently. I, I actually haven't seen it. That's just what Tim Hanley told me. Um, so... Yeah, and also, you know, I've got issues with him and I, and I think it was talked about that, you know, he doesn't even pay tax on the rooms. He, he rents out two rooms there and he doesn't doesn't declare it as income, you know, which is a bit of a worry. I feel like it's just a lot of illegal activity he's doing out of that apartment. And Why don't you just move out though instead of I did. instead of having this big feud I, where did, things were said that you can't really take back now? I did, just What do you mean if I moved out? I told you I did the right thing. So before Boxing Day, I said to him, I gave him my notice, 16th of January I'm moving out. I gave him my two weeks notice, more than two weeks notice because he had someone moving in. My other roommate was meant to move out, Stephen, and this guy, Johnny, one of his mates was going to take Stephen's room on the 17th of January. So on about the 20th of December, I wrote him that list of things and I said, hey, mate, I'll move out on the 16th so then Stephen can stay and Johnny can take my room. And so I had, I I was getting out there because of all this stuff and I listed it to him. I listed it to him and at the end I said, no hard feelings. And all he wrote back was, yeah, no hard feelings, bro. And then every time I saw him after that, wouldn't you, if you hadn't done this stuff like the skirt lifting and the exposing yourself and the and letting girls stay in my room, wouldn't you bring it up next time I saw him? He just never brought it up. So when you sent those things on the list, was he like, what the fuck, bro? Like, No, he just wrote, I wrote at the end, but no hard feelings. And he just wrote back, no hard feelings, bro. So he didn't say, why are you saying I no. did X, Y, Z? No. So it was just ignored. No, yeah, because he just knew that he'd done all this stuff. And he, look, he's got an excuse for everything, like with the charity. He seems to have an excuse for everything. But I'm telling you the truth. I couldn't. You couldn't make this stuff up if you tried. Especially <laughs> tell his, me about it. especially his girlfriend getting a two hundred dollar Uber to come and sleep me in Noosa. Like you couldn't make this up if you tried it. It's crazy. But that's sort of why I've got a problem with him. I would like to fight him in the ring. Let, let's do it properly. Like I know you throw a punch with me. You know you're hiding behind a girl and you throw a punch at me, mate. But let's for charity in Melbourne. Okay. Let, let's fight on the Team Ellis boxing card. I actually what I want to do just quickly. I want to fight him and his little rat mate, Ratscow Wallace, at the same time in the ring because that will be a fair fight. Those two in the ring against me, let's do it for charity, two on one. Let's raise some money. Let's have some fun with it and let's do it legally in Naranga. Okay, can I just need to stop you there. Can we not condone violence? Like we're not using the charity as a, like an excuse to punch someone in the face. Like you just want to punch them, Pascal and Naranga, and you're using like the guise of a charity match to do it. And that's just... Like, not only is that, like, disrespectful to the charity, but it's, like, disrespectful to boxing. It's disrespectful to the people involved. It's just, you cannot, like, you cannot instigate violence under the guise of a charity match. Well, it's no different than the headline act on that card. It's not what the charity match fighting thing is for. It's no different than a headline act. Which you should is Matt be White. sorting this out like as proper adults and not sorting it out by vi- with violence. Well, it's not okay. I, I'm not the one that threw a punch. I'm not the one that laid hands on me, Megan. He laid hands on me. Because that's not what the charity boxing's for. And it's actually like, it's quite disrespectful to use that to sort out your personal vendettas and beefs with people. So how did that Battle of Bachelors come about? Who, who's the headline act on that card? I don't know. I don't even pay attention to that. Matt Wyatt and Kieran Stott. Now, why this whole thing came about because of a feud. They're obviously feuding over the Renee situation. So that's a headline act. I'm not saying that... But I'm- I just feel like that was like something that was on TV and we were like, okay, yep, you know, they've had this like feud. But now it's just like 
you actually want to like physically hurt these people and it's like you cannot use the, like the disguise of a charity match just to knock someone out like well, it's better than these guys telling me they're going to kill me and then it's just a, a war of words let's just let's have a knock but and if settle someone, it if out. someone said to me like like honestly if someone said to me i'm going to kill you i would call police immediately like honestly i would call police that's a threat it's a very serious threat and little Ratscale Wallace also, he sent me a DM saying those same words, actually. Do you have it? I'm not going to share. I don't actually have just it. Just to I, show actually, me for proof because no, I'm just like... He actually, he actually, got to back he yourself. He actually unsent it too. He sent it and then unsent it on... Okay, well, that's not good if on, that's... On New, on New Year's Day. Saying what? Uh, he was upset that I told Steph to get out of my van in Brisbane. And so and he said said those words. You ask him. If he's got any bores, he'll admit to saying he said those words, as Naranga will. I think the thing with the event was that the girls felt like you were trying to control them and that you were trying to say, it's my event, you know, you're doing this and you're doing that, and they felt like they were being controlled by you. What happens is I messaged Charlie about two weeks before the event when I was still going, and I said to her, with all respect, can you and Margs not attend the event because there's going to be too much drama between Margs and me? And Alicia and Glenn are going to be there. Renee's going to be there. Brittany Weldon's going to be there. I don't want all this drama right in front of these guys. And Charlie said, Margs and I don't have a problem with you. You've got the problem with us. So you need to be the bigger man at New Year's Eve and sort it out with Margs. And I said, no, I don't want to do that. Please, can you not come? Now, they apparently were still going to come and they did go because you could still do walk-ins. Even though I took them off the guest list, you could still do walk-ins that night. But now, why did you care they were going if you weren't even going to be there? Why don't you just let them go to the this stupid event? This is before. This is before. Oh, so you were still planning to go? Yeah, this okay. is before the argument with Naranga. Right. So, and and then I saw on Instagram the other day that uh, Charlie said that she was scared of me as well. She was scared of me. Now, if you're scared of someone, why? The last time I actually saw Charlie, she and I organized her birthday and we had an amazing night. That's the last time I've seen her. For her to go on there and then badmouth me and say she's never been scared of someone more in her life and then only two weeks ago was saying that she's got no issue with me, she still wants to come to this New Year's Eve event, everything that I had organised, but now she's all scared of me and I've had no contact with her ever since. It's quite odd. So I feel her, Margs, Steph and Naranga are all going on a witch hunt against me now and it's not cool. It's not cool to just start making things up. I'm sitting here telling the truth. I've gone through everything. I haven't denied any, anything you know, like Naranga's denying anything. He's got he can he's got an argument for everything. Oh, it's like this, it's like that. Mate, this happened. Own up to it. Own up to everything there. I'm really disappointed in Marg. Marg, if you're listening, I'm really disappointed that you are sitting there saying that you weren't offended by him lifting up your skirt all the time and pulling a top down because she was upset about it. And it actually, that was causing friction between Margs and me, you know? And so that's really upsetting that Charlie and her being that immature that they're lying about things to try to escalate what's going on between Narenga and me. I'm quite upset about it. I, I thought they were bigger people. I think it's just hard when Narenga's got the text messages, he's got these people, you know, vouching for him and backing him up and it's just hard that it's hard it's hard. It's honestly hard. Like, you know, I can only believe what I what I'm shown and I think for other people as well. It's like we've seen the messages, we've heard the other people. Like I even had let me just read something out. I had Someone from the club messaged me, inboxed me and say that they saw the incident happen and they're like, this is what happened. They actually said they hadn't even listened to the podcast. Let me just read it out because I'm just trying to show you that there just seems to be so much evidence like stacking up against you that it's hard for me to like see where you're coming from, if you know what I mean. Okay, this is what a random bystander who witnessed the incident inboxed me saying, I haven't listened to the podcast yet regarding Jamie and Naranga, and I appreciate if this can stay anonymous. I have no connection to either of them personally. I was just a bystander to the incident, but the full story and truth should be told. I was nearby prior to the altercation when Jamie was talking with Adrian and the other guys from the most recent series. The entire time Jamie was fueling an apparent spot fire between Adrian and the boys from this season and whatever beef they already had with Naranga. Jamie was telling Adrian to go and start on Naranga and call him out. He was saying, call him out, bro. He said things on the podcast and it needs to be called out. It wasn't just a passing comment. It was excessive. And Jamie was really trying to instigate and encourage an altercation that was to come later. What do you have to say to that? Well, nothing more than Adrian asked me if I, which I talked about earlier. Adrian asked me if I live with Naranga and I said, yes. And then he said, I'm going to have words with him. I said, yeah, you should. You should have words with him. That was it. 
I said that earlier. So were you trying to instigate like a physical altercation between them? No, no, not at all. Not at all. I don't know who that girl is. Must have been sitting at our table. That's all I said. That's literally all I said. Have a chat to me about it. Because I just think like if that if that is true, that's also wrong. Like you shouldn't be trying to get other people to fight as well. Like this is just like the whole condoning of violence Adrian just doesn't me. sit right with me. Adrian asked me, do I live with him? I said, yes. He said, well, I'm going to go have a chat to him tonight. And I, that was all I said, go do it. I think you should. I said, I think you should talk to him about it. And I still think you should. It wasn't right what Narangal was really rinsing in those boys. But he was just telling the truth that Fraser had cheated on Ellie. Yeah, but the way he really... Because like, you came w- on the podcast as well and gossiped about people. I think just what, think... What's why Adrian was it, got to do But with why that? was it so bad that when Naranga did it... He was rinsing Adrian. He was just saying what Fraser had done, what he'd witnessed, what he'd heard. Why was that so... Why did that sit so bad with you? Because he was rinsing Adrian. And Adrian said, I'm upset that he's been rinsing me on there. What's it got to do with Adrian? What did he say about Adrian? I thought he was only about Fraser. I don't know. I actually don't know. In the media. It's in the media. I don't know if it's on this podcast. I've never heard him say anything bad about Adrian. Well, Adrian said he had been. Just Fraser. And it was just based on Fraser's behaviour. No, Adrian said to me he had been about him, uh, Joey... Fraser, James. I don't think he said anything about Joey. What's Joey done? Joey's nice. Look, I'm just relaying what Adrian I said mean, to me. I, the I, others I, aren't. I don't I don't get on Google and look up all these articles and stuff about what Naranga's talking about people. But this is just what Adrian told me. And I said, I think you should go say something to him. That's it. If I'm guilty of that, I'm guilty of that. But I, I feel that it's better to go say something to someone. Then this sort of he said, she said thing that I'm kind of involved in now, really. I think it was just good for Adrian to him to sort it out like men, but then... Yeah, but sorting it out like men is not punching each other in the face. Exactly, and it's not like... But why were you instigating the violence aspect of How it am all? I instigating violence? Because this person said that you were trying to instigate a physical altercation and then you've threatened... You've said to Naranga, I'm going to stomp on your head. You've threatened Pascal to a fighting Wait, match. Like, I, this is what the issue is. I feel like how aside am I instigating from everything violence? that happened in the lead up... There's just no excuse to ever threaten people like that. Get, get Adrian on here and ask him if I tried to tell him to go get violent with Narangra. I said, just go talk to him about it. Sort it out. That's good. If you said talk to it, that's good. Yeah, ask Adrian. You get Adrian on here and you ask him. Or get a DM off him and screenshot it and put it on your podcast page. Like, he will back me up on this. I don't... And that girl, there's nothing... What she's, How can I... What she's saying, I'm, I got him to physically... How can I get Adrian to physically... So I've said to Adrian, have I, like, go punch him or something? Is that what she's alluding you to? You were egging him on to go and call him out and go and instigate the physical altercation that came later. Well, um, well there was no physical altera- altercation with those two. You were fueling the fire between Adrian and the, bo- and the boys from the season. But there never was a physical altercation well, between I, those two guys. Right. So that, I wasn't no, there. I'm just repeating sense. what other people yeah, have said. That, none of that who makes any sense. But, okay, whatever this girl seems to think happens... But I'm telling you factual information about the way this happened, you know, and then for Naranga, that's, that's a big play to go to security guards and say that he strangled and spat on you and then CCTV footage exonerates uh, Adrian from anything. That's a big play to go do that and lie about that. Why were you so keen for like Adrian and Fraser's gang, <laughs> gang as, they, as we're calling it, to like you? Like, wouldn't you be more concerned about... Naranga, who you've been friends with for like two years, who you live with, like, why did you care so much that he'd called out those boys? Like, aren't you more on Naranga's side? I didn't bring it up, Megan. I, I don't know what you've got in your head here. I didn't bring it up. Adrian said to me, how many times do I have to go through this? Adrian said to me, do you live with Naranga? I said, yes. He said, I'm going to go talk to him about some of the things that he has said about me and the other guys in the media. I said, I think you should. How is that making people like me? Or I don't understand what you're alluding to here. Well, in the interview, it's met- not me. Stop saying me. It's Narenga. Like Narenga, in the when I spoke to him, said that you had defended Fraser's gang and you were you were ganging up on him with Fraser's gang. No, I just told- and I was confused because I was like, I thought you guys were really close. Like we were all in Byron together. I thought you would have been on Team Naranga, not Team Fraser and Adrian. No, I just, I do what's right. You can't say that someone strangled and spat on you if it never happened. And that's what I, I tried to explain that to Naranga and I had to tell the security that it never happened. That's it. So you were doing the right thing by what you had seen? Yes. And what's on camera footage as well? Maybe we need to get that camera footage. <laughs> get a statement off the Mr. Percival's in Brisbane, off the manager. Look. I don't think this guy was ever a friend of mine. The, the things that he said about me in the media, if you go back to some of the, 
Bachelor in Paradise media, he said, oh, I want to see everyone in Fiji but Jamie Doran. You know, that should, should have been red flags. I feel that he only got me to move in there for clout. I feel that's the only reason he... <laughs> no, it is, you know. You know, I got him food deals. I literally put food on his table, you know. I got him food mean? deals. Mate, I literally have been putting food on his table. I got him the chef good deal and Marg. I know, but you can't get that for someone and then use it against them and I'm not say, using it against him. I just mean it's a Like, because you would have offered to do that. Well, he asked me about it because I was yeah, doing but it. But don't you like that's and got I'll, nothing to do with. I think the point that you're missing is the fact that it's not like it's not about the kind of the other stuff that happened before. Or, like it's literally about like the messages that you sent. Like you've said, called him a pussy. You've called him a cunt. You've called him like it's just not acceptable to ever speak to someone like that. One hundred percent. And he shouldn't have told me he's going like, to kill even me. Even for your own self, like it's not. No, he shouldn't. Even if that happened, then that's not acceptable either. I just think the whole thing is disgusting even just speaking like that like that type of language and stuff is just not okay i was annoyed i was pissed off like he pushed me threw a punch at me we all got kicked out ruined the event the event that i had booked by the way and then changes the locks i was angry i was angry i blow off steam that's how i blow off steam well, it's, I think it's you better need to than what at- he did it's better than being physically violent I think you need to look at like maybe changing that. Like why why did you feel the need to send all of those messages if you're angry? Maybe you need to look at better ways to manage your anger in those situations because that's not acceptable and you're going to lose a lot of friends by doing that and possibly end up with criminal charges because that's those threats like that's criminal. Speaking to people like that it's not it's not normal. Yeah, okay. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like are you do you feel remorseful that you sent those text messages? Like no. do you wish you hadn't? No. No, because I, that's how angry I was at the time. I'm not going to sit here and apologize to him for it. But like, I was angry. Are you sorry you threatened him? Like, are you sorry you said you were going to stomp on his head? Like, do you feel bad for saying that? No. That's how pissed off I was at the time. I'm not going to regret it. But this is the I'll, problem. I'll learn from it. I'll learn from this experience and I'll move on. But you shouldn't regret anything. I'm not going to regret anything. This may mold me. I, I may now realize that you don't write this in text. You're a little bit smarter and you, and you actually verbalize it like he did. No, because he said some really nasty things, Megan, and no one is even talking about it. But don't stoop to his. If he did say that to you, why would you stoop to his level? Be the bigger person and deal with it like an adult. Like, don't then threaten him with violence back. Can you see how that's just perpetuating, like, just a really I, toxic I cycle? Like In that moment, I was really angry. It was about three o'clock in the morning. And I was really angry. Well, maybe you need to, like I said, better manage your anger and maybe not drink so much. So you're not sending those, getting to the point where you're sending those messages where you're, you don't even know what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. And like I said, I'll learn from this. This will mold me into a better person going through this experience, but I'm not going to sit here and apologize for writing those to him. Well, I'm disappointed. At at the time I was annoyed. I was pissed off. And that's just how angry I was. I'm disappointed that you're not going to apologize because I just think it, no matter how drunk, no matter how angry you were, what you should have done the next day is woken up and said, fuck, I've behaved badly. I behaved wrongly. I shouldn't have done that. And I would have maybe messaged and said, "I'm even though alcohol is not an excuse for violence, nothing's an excuse, but you should have maybe just accepted the fact that you fucked up and said, hey, I'm really sorry for sending those text messages, but X, Y, Z, I'm still you know, you shouldn't have done this order and just try to sort it out and maybe apologize and said, yeah, maybe he did all of this, but I'm sorry that I sent those messages. That's not okay. Cause I don't think those, and the fact that you're now still not sorry for sending them and you can't see why people are turning on you. Like that's, that's the issue. And I feel like you're saying, oh, but he did this. And it's like, you're not realizing that it's the text messages and the, the language you used and things that you said in those text messages. That's the issue. And nothing really is an excuse. Like, it doesn't matter if he slept with X with so-and-so or if he said whatever. Like, you just cannot speak to people like that. You cannot threaten people with violence, especially someone that, would like, took you into their house and was there, like, a friend to you. Like, can you see that? Like, can you... Yeah, I don't think he's a friend to me. But can you but... see why people are upset with you and why they're disappointed with you? Yeah. Everyone's got the right to their opinion on what happened. That's fine. And like I said, I'll learn from this. I'll learn from this experience. I will. And I will think twice about something like this ever happening again but i'm not going to apologize you're saying, for him but you're saying him, all no. you would do is not put it in text that's not that's not solving anything that's just moving the problem over into like having a you're going to do it physically so that no one can prove you did it like that's not the answer yeah the, I, I can't help what i feel an- I, I was angry I'm, i was angry i'm still angry when i think about what he did to me but i get angry at people and i don't go around threatening them you know like you've got to learn to 
to not lash out like that. Yeah. And can like deal with your anger in a different way and okay. channel it somewhere else. Because I'll try to work on that. I will. I think you should. Yeah. And the drinking and the partying, like it's. I thought you said in December you were making positive changes and you weren't drinking and all of that. What yeah. happened there? Well, it was Boxing Day. I've been at the races all day. I think like, you I, really need to make I, that your focus because I do. This isn't normal behaviour. I've been training every day now. You and know, the partying. And, it's all got to stop. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm about to jump on a boat now, so maybe it's not the day. But no, I'm I'm training six days a week now. Uh, I try to pick my events now. You know, that was Boxing Day. So I had a big Boxing Day. I had a big New Year's Eve. I'm going on a cruise now, like in an hour. So that's going to be a big day. But apart from that, I feel I'm picking my events. But then are you going to get, get drunk and angry again and lash out and say all these toxic comments and hurt people again? Like this is the issue. Like it's not about everything that happened outside. It's literally like the fact that those messages were sent. They were they were horrible. I was disgusted seeing Like when I saw them, I was literally like I was upset. Yeah. Even just reading them as like a female, the, the words that you use like about the girls, like the names that you'd called them, like that offended me, you know, like that's not that's not how you should be speaking to anyone. Yeah. Even if you're angry, even if you're drunk, like it's like the fact that you even think to speak like that just kind of upset me. Yeah, that's just a state I was in. And yeah, like I said, I'll learn from that. But I think but you should be apologizing to the people that you've said those things to. No, not going to. You can't force an apology out of me, Megan. I'm trying. Because I'm not, I'm not going to apologize to these people because they've done some horrible things. And yeah, mine's in writing and theirs isn't in writing, but they've done some horrible things to me in the past few months. Like what? Like everything I just listed about what Naranga's been doing. I just still, I just honestly, I just cannot, I just do not think it's an excuse for saying you're going to stomp on someone's head. Like okay. that's scary. If I honestly received those messages, I would have gone, I would be going to police. Can you see that? Like, can you see how it wasn't just you saying you're a fucking idiot, like whatever. It was like actual threats. Like, yep. I think there's a difference between firing off a bunch of angry messages when you're drunk and saying, fuck you and blah, blah, blah. But actually saying, I'm going to stomp on your head and whatever else it said, like, that's that's just a step too far. Like, that's never okay. Can you see that? Like, can you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I'll learn from it. I'll learn from this. And I don't know if I'll be in this situation again where someone comes after me like he does. But, you know, because that wasn't cool, you know, being pushed across a bar and then a punch thrown at me. Well, I, I was in a heightened state. I'm, I'm, I'm not denying I was, I was in a heightened yeah. state. Like, I don't, I don't know what you want me to say. You're not going to force an apology out of me. I was pissed I off. I just think right? maybe, like, maybe you should have dealt with the situation before it got to the stage that it did. Before you felt like you had to physically threaten someone, maybe you should have addressed the issue earlier in a better way. Like, talked it out with him. I tried. Or, I sent him a list of what I just listened to or you. Or maybe I, not go out with him, like, if you're hating him that much. Yeah, well, I kept asking him if he was going to come or not on Boxing Day and he, and he kept saying, yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. I didn't want to disinvite him to that event. I was surprised he was he came, actually. But, look, like I said, I can just try to be a better person from this experience. That's all that's I can a good do. start. Yeah, that's all I can give I you today. I think you should be starting with apologising no, to them. Not to, a chance. The fans who have, you know, now upset by witnessing that. No, I'm not going to apologise to anyone. Me saying that not only like are they upset that Naranga received that, they're they're upset as as I was reading them. I thought that's no way to speak to anyone. That's no way to speak to women. How you spoke to the girls, like. Well, sorry, I, I didn't mean for everyone to just, see them. But that's the thing. It's not just you're not just hurting yourself, and you're not just hurting Naranga. You're hurting other people as well. Yeah, okay. And just because you didn't expect people to see them, you can't use it as an excuse by saying, oh, well, he shouldn't have leaked them or he shouldn't have sent them everywhere. You shouldn't have sent them. It doesn't matter if he leaked them. Like, he's just shone a spotlight on what you've done. It's like when people say to me, oh, well, you shouldn't have reported on the fact that Fraser cheated. You're to blame. And it's like, well, no, I'm not to blame. Fraser, he's the one that cheated, not me. Like, yeah. you sent the messages. So, and I feel like Naranga, yeah, he probably should have, to be honest, he probably should have gone to police instead of going to the media first. But well, no, because he knows you threw the first punch. So, of course, he won't. He's not that stupid. He's smart enough to know that. It was on, it was on camera. He's not going to go to the police because he instigated the whole thing with physical what, you violence. you think then they'll get the footage and then... Yeah. See, it's hard for me even now because well, I'm like, I don't have... I haven't seen the footage. I can't really... Well, he admitted he pushed me. That's assault. Yeah, he did He did. So, admit there that you he go. So, so, he knows that I could charge him with assault for that straight up. He's even admitted to it. It's on video camera. Yeah. You know, so Which I don't condone done. either. That's not okay, That the fact that he pushed you. Yeah. Can't that's believe not he, okay. he's not admitting the punch. He did admit he pushed you and I said that's yeah. not good um but like who's gonna take this guy's word anyway he lies about everything he lies about everything he says he lied about the jake incident he lies about renee 
Uh, he lies about the punch, You're, the strangling and spitting thing that apparently Adrian did to him. Everything he says is a lie, this guy. I knew the text messages are all he had. I knew he was going to go hard in on that because that's all he had. All he had. And now he's just trying to twist everything about his charity and everything. He's just trying to twist everything. How do you twist the not paying tax? Um, <laughs> love to hear that one. Probably saying about his accountant or... I don't, I don't think he did address that. Yeah, he won't address anything. I'm surprised about the skirt lifting he addressed. Well, I did ask the girls because it was such serious claims. Yeah. I did have to ask, go straight to Marg and ask her. And she said, oh, it wasn't really like that. It was just like a joking thing that we always did with each other. Mm. Now, Marg's also said that you, because I was speaking to Marg about the whole thing to get her version because I feel like it's your word against Narangas. And I'm like, I need someone else who was there to like, give me some insight into what the hell's going on. Yeah, but you've got, you've got a girl I just broke up with. Marg said that you, you've been screaming at her, yelling at her. You're controlling, manipulative. You were abusing her. You were bagging out how she looked to other people. You were what talking shit talking about her. About? And she- hold on, and you would like when you were out together and you had broken up, and she would try to speak to other guys. You would go up to them and say, "Don't speak to her," and basically like cock block her. But she's like that to me is controlling like you were trying to stop her from talking to other guys even if you were she was just talking to them not cooking up with them um you would actually approach the guys and tell them not to speak to her it's not true she used to cry we go to nightclubs and she would cry if i talked to another girl and make a big scene a certain bachelorette and it has only been what six of them or seven of them i don't you can probably work out who it is we were out one night in brisbane together and I said to Marg that I'm going to bring this girl who is the bachelorette home and we're just going to have some drinks back at our house. And Marg said, if you bring her home, I'm leaving. I'm going to pack my bags. So I said to this girl, look, you can't come back. Marg's is, you know, throwing hissy fit. I came back and Rosemary and Marg were in the room and Marg was packing a bag and then she was like throwing shoes at me and everything. Like throwing shoes at me. Rosemary was there and Marg's was like, kind of chucking a tantrum, like throwing a stuff in a bag and packing all a bag and everything and throwing shoes at me and yelling. She was screaming at me just because I was going to bring a certain bachelorette back. Was that before or after you had got angry at her for talking to guys? I never got angry at her. I, I know the one incident she's talking about is Will Seabom, Emily Seabom's brother, he was hanging out with me on Melbourne Cup Day and I was with all the girls. Is he the Olympian? Emily is. He's a swimmer. Oh. And I said to Will, sorry, Will said to me, he goes, mate, who's single and who's not single out of the girls here? And I said, everyone's single but Marg because Margs and I have been sleeping in the same bed together. I told him that at the start of the day. But she, were you over by then? No, we were still sleeping in the same bed. Okay. And anyway, and then Marg found out that I told Will that. And that's the, that's the one time I've ever done it. And she never lets that down. She said that you, this is literally Mark's words, blocked people from speaking to me, men especially, even though we decided to be friends at that point with Will. He made many of my guy friends feel uncomfortable and told people I wasn't up for grabs because he was jealous. This is in her head because she would do that to me. She would do that to me. Did she reference that Will incident, did she? Yeah. 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 That's the one incident I've ever done it. But it still it's, is not okay. You can't, you're not, like, you cannot control. Marg I, doesn't belong to you. What, what do you, what's not okay? Will said to me, who's single, not single? I said, they're all single, but Marg's and I are sleeping in the same bed. But you were just friends at that stage. No, we're still hooking up. She said that you, that it's, you that was had. was Melbourne Cup Day. She said that you were just friends and that you had decided that you weren't going to be together by then. We had had that talk, but then we were still, even when she moved out, she was coming back over every second night. Even when she moved in back into Charlie, she was coming over every second or third night. But you'd even told me you were done with her. You're like, I'm, I'm done, we're over, we're, we're just going to be friends. Yeah, so it's like, what, if you decide to be friends, why can't she talk to other guys? Like, that's just the, like, I think she's trying to say that I she felt it, like Megan. you were controlling her and you were trying to take possession of her. I and didn't do it. She used to do that. Be quite, you know. She used to do that. Okay. This is crazy that she's even saying I'm that. I'm just saying. I'm I did it once with Will Seabom. Relaying Seabomb. what she's saying, putting it to you. I did it once with Will Seabom. Um, once ever. Narang, uh, just a few. I'm just going to cross off things that we haven't got to. Um, the girls said, Charlie Marg said, why did you continue to name call us and have such resentment to us when talking about us to mutual friends after the whole incident? You apparently sent them a string of abusive messages as well, one of which I had. And they said that they'd agreed with you to just part ways that you were just going to end the friendship, end 
move move out or whatever and then you continue to send them abusive messages and continue to name call them in text and to other people okay i don't believe they were abusive messages but yes i did call them out for some things the reason i got offside with margs steph and charlie was because what had happened margs and i were in bed one night and i got a message off sam viasco inviting me to a yacht party the yacht party that they all went to down here in sydney and I said to Sam, I can't go because Margs and I had booked a romantic weekend out to Morden Island that weekend, right? And anyway, then Margs was like, what's that? What's that? Because I was in a group chat with all the the Bachelor in Bondi people. And I said, oh, look, they're inviting me to this Sea Deck thing, but I can't go because that's when we're going to Morton Island. And she goes, oh, yeah, good. Then she goes down to Byron Bay to meet Leilani and they book Sydney. And Margs says, oh, we can't go to Morton Island anymore because I've got to go to Sydney for a dinner. And I said, is that that yacht party that I was meant to go to that you said I can't go to because we're going to Morton Island? And she goes, no, I'm not going to that. And I said, all right. She goes, but it's a really important dinner with the girls in Sydney. So I had to cancel. Well, actually, no, I didn't cancel it. I ended up going out there with Shani, Naranga's girlfriend, uh, Brittany Weldon and Rosemary. Oh, yeah, we saw that. Yeah, so we went out instead. So the whole thing wasn't a bust. And then I find out that Margs went to the yacht party anyway. And I'm like, wait, that's the party you said I couldn't go to because we we're going to Morton Island. Then you cancel Morton Island a couple of weeks later and you go to your party. And I sent Charlie and Steph messages and said, that's kind of shit that you saw, like, hid that from me. And she cancelled our weekends away. And that's why I was upset at Steph and Charlie. I felt they were all team mugs. I understand they all went on that show together and they've got a bond but they were always doing stuff behind my back i remember one night as well margs and i were having like a romantic night a romantic dinner at home and charlie was sending a message saying come on leave him come over i'm with a guy and his roommate's keen on you and margs was going oh should i come should i come and then i found out later that they had been doing that but weren't you just friends what like no, why can't you date point. other people if you're no, just that, friends we're together at that point like full on together yeah well Sleeping in the same bed, living together. Fair like how, how much more together can you get? We weren't engaged. Fair enough. But we're living in the same bed under the same roof. But were you with other girls? No. So you weren't with anyone else while you were with Mark? No. And, and the, the one was the threesome in Byron Bay. But that's sort of when we had decided to become friends at that point. I just hope your timeline of when you're saying you're with Mark and when she should have been loyal to you matches up with your timeline of you being loyal to Mark, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And that's it good does. to know. That, and so that annoyed me. They were doing sort of lordy stuff behind my back. And I said to Charlie, stop making her come and sleep with guys while you know she's having a romantic dinner with me. Like, I just felt that was sneaky. Charlie would do these sneaky things. And I just called her out in text messages like, can you please not do that? Because you're meant to be my friend as well. Uh, you know, and then there was an, another night that uh, she said they're having a girls' night uh, and they went out and met a bunch of guys. Actually, the same guy that I'm talking about that Charlie got tried to get him to go to... Uh, tried to get Margs to go to his house. They went out to Maya and Margs, went, Margs and Gemma went back to this guy's house and Margs hooked up with him on the couch. She said she just kissed him. But then she came home... She, was met, she said she was going to come home at 12 because we were going to Halloween the next day on the Gold Coast. She came in at 4 o'clock in the morning and slept with me and then told me the next day, confessed that she'd been kissing this guy like on the couch back at his house. And I was like, oh, that's kind of gross. Like You were like kissing him and then doing whatever with him and then you came home and slept with me. And she goes, oh, I brushed my teeth. That's what she said. And I was like, that's gross, Margs. At least she had the decency to tell me. I feel she knew I was going to find out. Well, she said... Jamie was manipulative and emotionally abusing me for months. I know it's a strong topic, but it's true. So why 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 would she live with me then? You know, know. like I just feel if if that was the case, why would you live with me for two months in my bed for two months? True. Anyway, I feel like we've gone off topic from the text messages. Do you have anything else to say about the text messages? One last chance to show some remorse or apologize. No, I'm disappointed. I'll learn from it. I'm disappointed. I think you should be apologising and trying to see why people were so shocked and disappointed to see those texts. I don't regret it. You shouldn't have regrets in life, Megan. You know, you should. But when you, you behave wrongly, let, let it mould, let you define you, and, and become a better person. I'll become bigger from this. I'll learn from it. But, but I'm not going to sit here and say I regret something because I'm still angry about what he did to me. But when you've done, you can re- you can regret things and like not take it back, or you can regret things and still accept that. You, like, you can have regrets and let them mould you 
or you can just recognize that what you did was wrong. This is going to start when you realize that that was not okay to send, but the fact that you're still saying that it's you're still defensive about it and trying to blame other things, it should just be like, okay, I sent the text messages. That was really bad. I shouldn't have done that. I'm going to learn from this and not and not do X, Y, Z in the future and I, behave like this. I said that. I said I will learn from But it. you're still not saying that you're, you, you don't I'm regret not, the text messages. No, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. Okay. No, you're not going to force an apology out of me. We're going around in circles. I, I will learn from this. I'll become a better person from this, but I'm not going to regret sending that sleaze bag, those messages. All right. <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore. I've tried. I've tried. Thank you for having me. In. Thank you for giving me the time to tell my version of events. I do really appreciate it. You know, give me a platform to respond been getting some horrible dms off everyone and i'm not saying anyone should feel sorry for that but i just felt i needed to tell my version of events i'm no angel i'm not princess diana or anything you know but i just feel that i thought you were princess diana last time you oh was i you're on here you were saying you were oh no that was nasa no i'm just a king <laughs> of, NASA. i'm the king of tarakash that's all can you also just clear up that um i wasn't in any way fueling this whole thing in fact i was doing yeah, no, the you've, opposite. Been, you've been really good you've been really good you've been really fair i, I feel you've approached it as a friend would yeah, I think I'm. You may. I mean, you're copying DMs. You should see the DMs I've been copying. Yeah. You, you're instigating this. You're starting this. I actually said to you both, don't put this through media. I said, don't retaliate to each other. Sort it out properly. I've been trying to defuse it. I think it should have just been apologised. The the day after, there should have been apologies and a talk. And I don't think it should have got to this stage. But it's just my opinion. <laughs> Judge Judy's opinion over here. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for coming on and explaining yourself, Jamie. Yeah. Um, did, did I make the cutoff time? Yeah, Is you that, did. did you I? Did. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> I'm surprised. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's been great, Megan. Megapuss. <laughs> I've been calling you lately in messages, Megapuss. Uh, thanks for having me. And thanks for, yeah, again, giving me the platform to speak. I hope you do just take some time to think about the whole thing and maybe just reflect on it all a bit and try to see it from all th- all the point of views. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Jamie. Warning. <coughs> oh, my God. Okay, let, let's focus. That's all the tea I've got for you guys today. If I didn't need a Valium and an 8 p.m. bedtime before, I definitely do now. That was more drama and stress than the last four seasons of The Bachelorette put together. I hope that answers any questions you've got about the situation. I hope I've left no stone unturned and I'll let you guys decide which version of events you believe. I'm not here to tell you who to believe. I'm simply here just to present the information to you guys. So I do hope that I've done that. Also, I just want to clear something up. A few people have been commenting recently saying that I am fueling the drama by reporting on this story. But in fact, that is not true at all. I actually initially told Jamie and Narenga when I found out about this, when they both came to me, to sort the argument out between them in private. I actually told them to stay away from media. However, another media outlet got wind of it and reported only one side of the story. So then I offered to give Jamie and Narenga the opportunity to tell their version of events in full since it was already out in public and since there was a lot of people asking WTF is going on. So in fact, if I'm going to be completely honest, this is the story I wish I wasn't reporting on. Now, people have also asked me how the hell I can report on this, given that I am friends with both Jamie and Naranga. And the answer to that is I don't get involved. It's my job to remain unbiased and simply amplify the information that's presented to me. I'm not taking sides. I'm just the messenger. (laughs) Don't shoot the messenger. Me and Jamie are fine. Me and Naranga are fine. And look, honestly, if I chose a side in every single celebrity fight, I wouldn't have any contacts left to talk to. So that's how it goes. Moving on. Thank God. Hopefully for good this time. On guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate and review. Five stars only, of course. And please keep sharing So Dramatic around more than Jamie shares himself around the drama. Please post a screenshot wherever you're listening to the episode on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, etc, etc. You will be doing God's work. Thank you for listening to another episode of So Dramatic. Ciao for now. Kind regards. <laughs> Oh my god, oh my god. So dramatic with Megan Pacetto.